X and O. The Iowa men's basketball team is home for Ohio State tonight with a win. The Hawkeyes would get to 9-6 and six in the Big Ten, tied for third place. As the Bears complete the purchase of the site for a potential new stadium, quarterback Justin Fields has gone on the record saying he's hoping they get a dome. NASCAR Cup Series kicks off the Daytona 500 this weekend. Tonight, the 40-car starting lineup will be determined by the Daytona Duels. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, David Kaplan will join us in Turian Stone of Iowa sponsors at least we hope he will we're he's somewhat confident he wants to do it yeah we'll see anyways right now wade looking bill gonna help us out with this big 10 let's get wade in here i'll ask both of you guys the same question alabama hello wade thank you as always for coming on hello hello uh alabama fell last night wade we'll start with you the another number one team elevates themselves to that spot only to fall um, does that mean Houston's now the best team in college basketball? Who is the best team in college basketball, Wade Looking Bill? I don't know. I watched <laughs> some of that game last night. Tennessee's really good. They got some size and athletes. Those SEC schools kind of sneak up on you because you don't really watch them in right. basketball. And you see them on TV like, oh, who's that? And I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, if you talk about Purdue, that's the team I've seen the most just because they're in the Big Ten. They got... They got holes. They have some more. Mm-hmm. They're not a great shooting team. You know, they got two freshmen in the backcourt. Um, I don't know. I think Houston's got a lot of talent, but I do question some of those teams, whether it's Houston or Gonzaga, who they played the last mm-hmm. 10 weeks. You know, I, I know the Gonzaga's conference is a little better, but is, is that because Gonzaga's not as good or, or, or because the conference is better? I mean, Gonzaga has some losses, but is that because the conference is better? Well, because they're not as good. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there's – are there 30 teams that can make the Final Four? Yeah. 40? I mean, would you be surprised <laughs> if if Indiana made the Final no. Four? No. I mean, probably not if they get hot. They got mm-hmm. one really good player. So, it's just going to be a lot of fun come March. And we're, we're, we're pretty blessed to have a lot of games here, literally in our own backyard. And just sit back and enjoy it. Indeed. Trent, who is the best team in college basketball? Uh, Florida Atlantic. I, I, at this point, I just don't know because we've talked about Alabama, Ken, a couple yep. of times, and it's it's hard to wrap your mind around mm-hmm. them being a national champion. I keep coming back. We both really like Baylor right now, the yep. way that the Bears are playing. they got Kansas coming up this weekend. Huge. They've possibly righted the ship. I, best I, players are freshmen, though. You yep. know worry about Yeah, that's Baylor. true. I, and there, there are a lot of things that same you with Alabama, though. wonder about. They're best, Alabama's yeah, best true. player is a freshman, yeah, absolutely. too. Absolutely. It's yep. just kind of a round and a round you go. Mm-hmm. And, and we come back to the Big Ten and Purdue, who's been at the forefront. Well, they've lost two of their last three. They're playing two freshman guards out there. Edie, it just takes two fouls, and all of a sudden he's a different kind of player out there, the way that he can play. Everybody has warts, and that is, like you said, Wade, this is going to be just an incredible march. It is. You know, that freshman for Baylor, Keontae George, you were talking about, I was flipping around last night at halftime of Iowa State, and Drake was in a commercial, and Keontae George was on, and they were doing a, a rapid-fire test or question. Where He was asked what the the best environment he's played in so far in his freshman well, one-and-done campaign, and he's going to Lawrence this weekend, so obviously that might take the play. He said it's, uh, it's, it's um, Hilton Coliseum in eight. Yeah. 
yeah. Friday. So yeah. that's well, what got him. So I, so I played at, I was able to play at obviously all the Big Ten arenas, played at Duke, played at Carolina, and the loudest arena I ever played in was Hill. Isn't that something? One in close. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't even close. Wow. One in close. And part of that, I think, is just, is just the rivalry. Sure. But yeah, they, you talk about a home court advantage, they have it. Indeed. Well, hopefully I was got it tonight ways we segue to the Big Ten and Ohio State and Iowa. And Ohio State's had, you just look at this team, right? They started out 2-0. and uh, I want to say Rutgers and Northwestern were their victims early. And they've won one game since then. It was a game against Iowa where they, you know, going in, it seemed like a tricky spot. And I think you said as much when we had you on that week that they'd lost five in a row and it's a hornet's nest. And, and they haven't won since. What is going on? Yeah, that was like a Sunday afternoon Gus Johnson, Jimmy Jackson, you know, big-time game. I mean, it was a prime-time game. I think Chris Holtman's in trouble. You know, remember DJ Carton, the kid from Benton North yep, that yep. went there and had some issues. I think he's playing for the for the Wolves here now. And I don't know. They they have pros on that team. That Bryce Sensabar is a lottery pick. I, I, I don't know what's going on. When you watch them play, they should be better than they are. They got beat by, what was it, Wisconsin, like 60 to 40 the other day mm. and just – yeah, I don't know if forty-one can survive. This. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they have they have plenty of money in that program, and they're not going to sit around and and see what happens. I just don't think they're I just don't think they're very good. You know, they got that that McNeil kid transfer back from West Virginia, so he's kind of a shooter. You know, Zed Key's okay, mm-hmm. um, but now that being said, they beat Iowa by what seventeen? It wasn't even that close. So I was. I was got to win this game, and with those three road games they have left, I think it's Northwestern Sunday, and they're at Indiana, and they got uh, who am I missing on the road? Um, oh, Wisconsin! Mm-hmm. I think they have to get one of back them. to back. Yeah, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to get one of those. But Iowa's margin for error is really small. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't come out and Chris gets in foul. Chris gets two fouls tonight in the first ninety seconds. Yeesh. And it's the first half, you know, and they're down seven and a half. And they, yeah, so that being said, they should be okay tonight. Even Nebraska at home that Sunday, they're playing pretty yes, well. they are. So they, they, I think three and three, four and two would be ideal. That's how you have to look at the last six games for Iowa. So Ohio State playing poorly. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And, and it's certainly a lost season for as much talent as the Buckeyes have. What Iowa has done defensively against Minnesota in the second half against Purdue used a lot of pressure. Going back to that three-quarter court pressure and, and going with the zone then out of it a lot of times, though they drop in a man from time to time. Still, it was the pressure forcing turnovers that has been able to keep that defense pretty good here over the last game and a half. Against a four-guard lineup, how much more difficult is that? Because Holtman, he loves those four-guard lineups, and they're going to have a ton of ball handlers. Wade, you ran a lot of, obviously, press uh, back in your day when you were on the hardwood for the Hawkeyes. How difficult is it when you got a bunch of guys that can handle the basketball to try to pressure with that press? It makes it really tough, and I think I was going to that press earlier. You know, the Minnesota game was just kind of a odd feel, like the really Iowa fans there, the Minnesota fans, and those Sunday games are kind of weird, but um, I think they're going to that earlier. And with Patrick, Chris, you know, even Peyton Sanford, sometimes they put him on top of that press. Those are long, those are long dudes, and it bothers teams. And I think they'll be okay with a team like Ohio State because they're not a great shooting team. They can they can get back, and sometimes you want those teams to take quick shots. But I think I was gone to that press earlier. I think that was one of the problems when they played at Purdue 
is they waited till they were down 15 to, to put the press on, and then they fought back and got some turnovers. But don't underestimate having Patrick McCaffrey back with this team. I forget where he was with his situation when they played Ohio State, whether if he was still playing or he had just announced he was taking some time away. But obviously he was off or not playing. He, he did uh, not play in that game. Okay, I think that was one of the first games. So having him back, just having him on the team and not having to worry as much about what he's going through. And oh, by the way, he's a 6'10 athletic kid mm-hmm. that comes off the bench that can that can bother teams, that can score. So I think I will be okay tonight. We're going to head down to the game, see what happens. And, um, you know, hopefully they get some, some people there. The weather does not sound no. good at all. But um, I like where I was at. You know, if they can go four and two, that makes them twelve and eight. I think in the league, which maybe gets them on that seven line, yep. depending on how the how the how the Big Ten tournament. Fingers goes. crossed for six. That's Ken's been saying that six line. It's it's a path to get to the second weekend. Yeah, they got to win at least. The, so I think to get to that six line, they got to go four and two and win at least one, yep. maybe two yep. in the Big yep. Ten. Tournament. That's the path. So, You're right. Yeah, I think so. By the way, for Ohio State, with, with Holtman in trouble, and I think he is, you know the name that was floated out as of yesterday? Chris, Smart. Chris Beard. Oh! As of yesterday, when the... I the, thought he was exonerated. Yeah, no charges. Yeah. We know that athletic department yeah. likes to turn their head, too, for coaches that have a little baggage. Well, and he's got a whole think, lot he can coach. Yes, he can. Yeah, he, I think he might have next year off. Yeah, that, so you know what? That yeah. would be crazy. So, yep. so, so, so maybe they go one more year with Holtman. And reach out and kind of say, talk to Beard, let things settle, and and yeah, he he's 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 really good. Chris Beard is really good. Can and it, um, yeah, it reminds me a little bit of when Doctor Tom was coming to a close, and Steve Alford. You know, people thought that came together after at the time Southwest Missouri State made their run to the Sweet Sixteen. Yep. I have heard that Bob Bullsby that thing was done in January of that year. It wow. was it was done well before. The season came to a conclusion. Wade, did you ever hear that inside the program? Hear anything of those yeah, rumblings? I think that it was done even earlier than that. Oh, really? I think it was done. Yeah, I think you know they they knew Steve, and you know I think the problem with Steve, you know, well there were a couple anyway, yeah, but right. um, more than a couple. <laughs> his, his main goal was to get back to Indiana, so mm-hmm. he wanted to either go from Southwest or whatever it was at the time, Southwest Missouri State to Indiana, and. That wasn't going to happen. So then he wanted to go from Iowa, parlay that into Indiana, and it just it never happened. Um, at the time, though, National Coach of the Year, I mean, Steve Alford, mm-hmm. Big Ten hero, yep. they thought it was a good fit. Even Todd Licklider, National Coach of the Year, mm-hmm. you know, they thought that, you know, it just was, it just was two choices or two decisions that really set back Iowa basketball maybe 15, if not 20 years. It has been a tough climb. And I think finally, you know, I was in a place where if they can get keep improving, top 25 type of team, and bring some kids in and keep building a couple transfers, I think they'll be okay. Uh, building full here at Michigan State. Did, did I see the Nebraska, the finale, is sold out as well? Do we know that? I know Michigan State just can't get a ticket for it. Those, 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 
Those weekend afternoon games right? are tough tickets. Yes. They are tough tickets. I've called down and they said, uh, no, we can't get you. <laughs> we can't get you anything today for Saturday afternoon games. Yeah, and, it, and it's senior day. You know that, and, and Nebraska travels. Yeah. And Fred will have people there, all that stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of games that Iowa scheduled that, again, a little bit of foul trouble, poor shooting night. They could be in trouble, so they just got to keep focused. Even even three and three, I think even three and three in the conference here the rest of the way, win two games in the Big Ten tournament. I think they could still get that seven, maybe six. Yeah, I want them to go four and two because I, I I think they need that double buy going in in the Big Ten tournament. If I don't they can get think the, they're going to get it. It's going to be tough. They got tiebreakers because there's only two spots left. Really. That's true. I, I think I think Northwestern's got yep. one locked up. Yep. Um, Purdue, obviously, we'll yeah, yeah, Purdue, and the thing with Iowa, if you throw out Purdue and Minnesota, the the top two teams, I was, if you look at then the rest of the Big Ten standings, I was beaten mm-hmm. all those teams two through six, but they've lost to all those teams, you know, ten through thirteen. It is really a strange year where they're at. So we'll see how it goes. Tiebreakers favor them, but. You know, I think they got to get one of those three: Indiana, Northwestern, Wisconsin. I, I, I think it's going to be Wisconsin. I, I think too. that's a payback game for Iowa. Wisconsin is awful, I think, to watch. But mm-hmm. Northwestern again—that's a big revenge game for them. And you're talking about Northwestern, maybe a top four or five seed in, in the tournament. Wade, they're really good, and you hit the nail on the head. It's those two guards. Uh, Bowie and Adige are playing out of their minds, and then you know, Barnheiser stop, steps up every now and then. they got the big kid in the middle. They let they let uh, Indiana come back in that basketball game the other day, but, boy, it's good. It's really good to see for Chris Collins. I know you uh, you know Chris Collins and the uh, the interview after the, the court rush after the Purdue game on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and that fan base, that's, that's been a lot of pent-up emotions that finally got unleashed. I think it's great. It really is, that, isn't it? It's good that, to see. That that move that Boo Booey made last night was, the you know, just a one-on-one. Everybody knew it was coming, and mm. he just took Galloway right to the hole. Hey, I, I, I will say this. If you think about kids that have transferred and left schools, how many of them are better off where they're at? You look at the two kids from Northwestern. Are they better at? No. Yeah. Duke and Carolina. How about Tyrese Hunter? Yeah. Is he better at Texas? Now, NIL money aside, mm-hmm. all that stuff aside, you know, I saw the kid from Texas Tech was playing. I can't pronounce his name, Trent. Emoc. He was playing tonight. Is he better at Texas Tech than he would have been in Iowa? You know, money aside, are any of those guys in a better spot? It's just really interesting you know, to see, think how good Northwestern would be if, oh, yeah. if they had if they had those two big guys. You know, Pete Nance is a pro, but it's just it, it's just a weird time for college basketball, and you know, hopefully they can get it kind of corralled a little bit. But I was going to lose people. They are. They're going to lose a couple guys. I would say it's going to lose guys. Everybody is. Yep, for sure. It's the reality, and you have to be ready to go. Now, Iowa goes into this offseason obviously going to be replacing a lot. Connor McCaffrey after about a decade plus there (laughs) will finally be (laughs) departing. Of course, what we saw to Philip Robracha and his ascension, we anticipate Chris Murray's going to be gone. I mean, just on and on and on, plus maybe a young guy that departs. And this is going to be a different offseason, though, because you mentioned Fardaz Amok. Well, what they came up short was NIL. The Iowa Swarm, they've collected some money now. Mm -hmm. And that is, they are in a completely different spot than they were a year ago. 
Frey McCaffrey, he knows how to recruit. He knows who to talk to, and he knows certainly how to evaluate talent. How different do you think this offseason is going to be inside that portal now, now that Frey is going to have yeah. a little something extra going along with it? they got to get a big guy. Yeah. You know, um, Philip Robach, I don't know if they have a but he's going to be a third-team all-conflict in that league. He is, he is a great player, and Chris is gone. They got to find a big guy. You know, they got the kid from Moline. The, I think it's Owen Freeman is yep. his name, but he's a freshman. And you know, a gun delay. I, I don't know what's going on with him. And I think Riley Mulvey could use a redshirt year. But they got to find a big guy. And I don't know where that comes from. Um, it, it's just something where, and even with the swarm, no. Here's the thing with the swarm: Iowa basketball only gets ten percent of that money. Mm. 80% of it goes to football, and then the men get 10, and the women's basketball gets 10. So it's not like there's this big pile of money ready to ready to go. So they're just going to have to sell the program, you know, get some money here and there, try to keep some kids around. You know, DeSante Bowen's playing time is mm-hmm. dropping. I like mm-hmm. him a lot, but, mm-hmm. you know, does he come back? Um, I hope so. I, I, I think I, – I hope so from what I hear, but – they got to get a big guy. Wade Looking Bill joins us as he does every week during the season. Wade, we will uh, speak with you next week. Um, the, the Michigan State Saturday. When is the Wisconsin game? Is it Wednesday? Or, well, Wade, we'll look at the schedule, and when it is, we'll match it up, and we'll have you on. <laughs> yeah, man, anytime. I appreciate yep. the talk. Thank you. Fun. Good to hear right. from you. Wade Looking Bill, uh, as we take a look at Iowa and uh, Ohio State tonight. Good stuff out of Wade, as always. This Northwestern team, there's something about it. They're fun to watch, and I mm-hmm. like the story a lot. I do, too, yeah. It's a program that certainly deserves it. And Chris Collins, hey, they stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Most but other they, programs, he would have been fired. That's true, although I do think that he had a, um, an, um, an ultimatum kind of this year as no, far yeah. as the, you know, what the team needs to do. Have to be a tournament team. Right. Have to get there for the second time, yep. ever. And there, here they are. He took them the first time, ever. Right. <laughs> and on the precipice of doing it once again. That's going to be a fun game on Sunday. It is. 5.30 to Big Ten mm-hmm. Network has it. We will uh, give you another opportunity right now to win another $1,000. Uh, head to KXNO.com. This is the penultimate day of this contest. It all ends tomorrow. KXNO.com. Uh, the keyword this hour is money. Money. Your chance to win $1,000 at KXNO.com. The keyword this hour, money. Murph and Andy have a couple coming up in the 1 o'clock and the 2 o'clock. And then Heather and Sean, 3, 4, and 5. More keywords uh, coming up here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Heart Radio app now. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March. That great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Or, fingers crossed, MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515 515- Four hundred thirty-five fifty. That's four hundred thirty-five fifty. Or online, Iowa. You are. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants. 
collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. 10 4th Street. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you up until, well, just before 1 o'clock, Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors that. That's uh, coming up here, oh, in 15 or 17 minutes or so. Uh, Circus Sports sponsor. Speaking of Circus, Mike Palm will join us tomorrow. Look forward to catching up with him. Uh, kind of reliving last week uh, in Las Vegas last weekend. Super Bowl weekend. Let's get our friend David Kaplan. He's on vacation, but here he is. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap. Thanks for doing this, Cap. How are you? I am good. Just laying here in the sun with my wife in beautiful Jamaica. You can't beat it. FaceTimed you yesterday. We're sitting in a pool. We're standing in a pool. Uh, boy, we, we you would uh, wouldn't believe what we got going on here. It's been snowing for hours, and it's going to continue to snow for hours. Anyway, How much snow are you supposed to get? Uh, six to nine, maybe ten inches. It's worse toward the uh, the southern border of Iowa, and I don't know if it's headed Illinois. Or, I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think it's headed your way. Or, well, not your Jamaica way, but Chicago <laughs> way. Cap, uh, the news yesterday from Chicago was uh, that the Bears purchased the land uh, at Arlington, uh, the Arlington Heights, the former home of Arlington Park. We knew that that was uh, going to happen. What, do, if anything, do we make the fact that the governor came out over the weekend and said there's going to be no state money attached to this? Did you see that before you left for vacation? Yeah, I did, and the Bears have made it clear that they are going to build that stadium with no public money, but it's the surrounding part of the campus the project to widen Illinois 53 or I-90 or the train station that would drop people off in front of what will be the new stadium that used to take them to the race course. All of that, the Bears are saying, hang on a minute. Now, we're not paying for that. We'll pay for the building that we are going to utilize, and we'll write the check for that, which will be beyond $2 billion. And I think they're right. If you want to expand highways and create better infrastructure, have at it, legislature, whether that's City of Arlington Heights, State of Illinois, whatever it might be, the county, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I think the Bears are right. They've got to pay the bills for the stadium. So when do you think, Cap, that we'll know definitively yep, it's happening? There's, uh, you know, they're, they're, whoever the uh, the principals are, they'll pose with their hard hats and their shovels, uh, the politicians. When do you think will the first, the first sign of construction, when will that happen? At least a year. That's what I think. Wow. I think now that they've closed on the property, they'll continue to do their architectural studies. They've got to get in bed with the legislature to make sure that the infrastructure we just talked about is going to be part of this deal. And then I think a year from now, sometime, I'm going to guess April, May of 24, you'll see shovels go in the ground, and that project could take up to three years to complete. So the Bears have a handful of seasons left in Soldier Field. Their lease goes till 2033, but whenever they can move, they will move and they'll write a check. And unfortunately for Mayor Lightfoot, this will go on 
you know, her legacy. She was the one in power, whether it's her fault or not, the Bears left Chicago. Yeah. So we know Soldier Field is the smallest NFL stadium, 61,500 there. But the new stadiums that have been built recently, Arizona, 63,000, 65 for Allegiant out where the Raiders play in Vegas, Ford Field, 65,000. What kind of capacity do you think that they're looking at? We know they want to get a bit bigger and probably the most impactful part, not just capacity, but how many suites are going to be in that new building? Yeah, we keep hearing 65,000 is the magic number. Now, if they had 80000 could they sell it out? I think they could because they're the Chicago Bears. But that also means that much more in terms of size that you have to have for concerts or whatever else it might be. So I think 65 is the sweet spot, and that's the number that I keep hearing. Interesting. Well, it sounds like uh, they're headed in the right direction, Cap, and uh uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Obviously, we've got weeks ahead. We can, we'll save the draft stuff. Unless you're hearing anything, it seems like Jim Irsay kind of played, uh, uh, made his, uh, played his cards publicly when he said that, boy, we really like this young guy from Alabama, uh, at quarterback, and they're not going to get him if they stay at four. What did that mean? What do you, what did you take away from that? Well, I think that you're going to see some type of a trade done. A Colin Cowherd came out yesterday. I was listening to it while I'm on vacation, and he's saying, yeah, I don't think the Bears will have that big a market for the number one pick. I think that's a wildly uninformed take uh, by Colin. They're going to have suitors. Now, are they going to get, you know, I had somebody call him the other day and say, yeah, I'll trade with the Colts. I want the Forrest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, (laughs) this year's number one, their second number one, next year's number one. I'm like, you're not getting all that. It's not going to happen. No. No team is going to bankrupt their entire foundation to go get an unproven but highly you know, thought-of quarterback. Now, if the Colts want to go from four to one and they said, all right, we'll give you four, we'll give you our second number one and next year's number one, that sounds like a fair deal to me. Might be a little high. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Bryce Young, I love him. Yeah. But – He's going to go Six and he's going to... He's awfully small. He's little. He's yep. a little guy. And it's a rarity that we've seen little guys be able to succeed. He he sees the game in a different way. I, I've been enamored with him, but it comes back to size. And he'll probably go in there and he'll weigh, I don't know, 208. Oh, boy, he's a little bigger than they think. Well, it's just not his frame. I, I don't know. Where are you with Bryce Young? Just leave Justin Fields completely out of it. Just him as a prospect for the Chicago Bears and say, Justin Fields lives in Canada. Let's get him out of there. What do you think about him as a prospect? Uh, Bryce Young's a really good football player, and everything I hear is that he's an awesome leader, and his teammates just love playing with this guy, and Nick Saban raves about him. He's awfully small to me, and that would concern me that he can hold up long-term physically with the pounding that they take in the National Football League. I... Again, you have Justin Fields living in Canada doing something else, playing hockey or whatever it is. But I have him. He's on my roster. He's six foot three. He's two hundred and thirty pounds. He runs like the wind. He's brilliant. He's a great dude. He's an awesome leader. I want all of that on my roster. Hmm. Couple of baseball ones, Cap. I was asked to, uh, to ask you about Mike Clevenger. I guess he addressed the White Sox yesterday as the pitchers and catchers report. Um, 
a lot of uh, why, why, why was Bauer should uh, why was Bauer suspended? How come Clevenger's not there? There's been nothing for Major League Baseball yet. I guess the investigation is ongoing. Got to be a tricky spot for the White Sox. How to handle uh, Mike Clevenger? Look, it's easy for me to you know sit here and tell you that they should release him, give him his money, tell him to get out. I don't know if there's any truth to these allegations. Mm-hmm. I listened to his girl ex-girlfriend's interview on the score yesterday. I saw it pop up on social. I listened to it. What she alleges is some pretty horrifying stuff. Now, maybe none of it is true, but the White Sox hands are tied here. I still believe, and I, and I like Rick very much. I have a very good relationship with him. I still believe if I was a GM and I'm signing Ken Miller or Trent Condon to a multi-million dollar deal. I know that there's right things that are confidential in Major League Baseball. I can promise you I would have a private investigator working for my team. Hey, man, quietly, I need you to find out about this dude before I commit $12 million to Ken Miller. I got to know, yep. is this guy a decent human being? Especially when this is the same idiot who left the team hotel during COVID when they were on lockdown and then got on the team plane and happened to be sitting two aisles over from, or two, two rows over from a guy who was recovering from leukemia in the last year. It tells me that he really doesn't care about anyone but himself. So I would have serious concerns. But I also said this on the air. When you shop at the bargain basement aisle to get your pitching, the Mets said, we need to add another pitcher. Let's go get Justin Verlander, whatever it costs, write the check. The Chicago White Sox took a guy who's a reclamation project with maturity issues because they got him cheap. Yeah, and he said as much. He said, I was a little bit immature when I was a younger man. I've made mistakes. Guys have made mistakes. Trevor Bauer made mistakes. Is he out of baseball, Cappy? What have you heard, if anything? I don't hear of any team that's going to sign up to sign Trevor Bauer. Now, I know he wasn't charged criminally, but there had to be a reason Major League Baseball suspended him for 300 and whatever days that they ended up suspending him for. He finally got reinstated. If I was an owner and you came to me and said, hey, we can get this Trevor Bauer guy for cheap, and he's really talented. Nope, sorry, because what you are saying about your organization is, we don't care about you as a person. All we care about is what you could do for us on the field. And if I was an owner, my image of my business and my franchise are far more important to me. Uh, Cubs apparently, Cap, are um, beginning negotiations or continuing, not sure where they're at, uh, with uh, Nico Horner and Ian Happ. They want to get signed to new deals prior to the end of spring training. Obviously, they don't want to carry it over into the regular season. I'm, I was surprised that they're going down that road with Hap Horner, I think, would make a ton of sense. I hope they sign Hap. I think he's a good player. He was an all-star last year, won a gold glove last year. Um, are you surprised that Hap and Horner are both at the negotiating table with the Cubs? I am not. Now, Ian's marrying a girl from Arlington Heights, ironically, where the Bears are building their stadium. He would like to live the rest of his life in Chicago, and so would she. Her family's there. Ian's a Midwest guy, grew up in Pittsburgh, went to the University of Cincinnati, and he would like to retire as a Chicago Cub. I asked him this question. Are you a baseball player who dabbles in business, or are you a businessman who happens to play baseball? He said, I'm the latter. I'm a businessman. He is invested in 
obvious shirts and in John Boy Media and a coffee company. Like, that's what moves Ian Happ. He's not the guy out running the streets, not the guy out in the bars. He likes to get up early in the morning on the road, go check out a coffee shop and look for different things that intrigue him to invest his money in. So he's more of a baseball player after being a businessman. I hope they lock him up. I think he's a, you win with quality people. I don't think he's trying to break the bank and have him and Nico Horner locked up with, I would not give them no trade clauses, but if I can lock them up and if I ever decide to trade them, I have that ability. Why would you not? I'm with you. Cap, just quietly, I, I think that there's um, there's a reason to kind of think that this Cubs team's going to... Look, they fooled us early last year, right? Uh, they, they got off to a really good start. It was a little fool's goal that came back to reality. There's something about the way they built this roster this offseason. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. They're not. But I think that this is going to... They're, they're going to be, it's going to matter. Baseball at Wrigley Field is going to matter into August and hopefully into September this year. Is that crazy? Yeah, I hope so. I My wife laughs at me every time I say that the Cubs are going to have a better record than you realize. She's a huge Cubs fan. We met at Wrigley Field for crying out loud. Nice. She, she already made her pick they're going to win like 73 games. I actually think this could be an 84-85 win team. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. They have to stay healthy, but I truly believe this is a team that has depth in their starting pitching. They've got prospects who are coming. Pete Armstrong, Matt Mervis, these guys aren't there yet, but I think they will be. So, yeah, count me in as a team, a guy who's bullish on this team. I think they uh, they go past the uh, the win total as well, which is, what, 76, 78, somewhere in there. I, I got them pegged in the 80s as well. More on that in the weeks ahead. Yeah, I'm playing the over on that. I am too. Cap, we'll let you get back to Jamaica and your vacation. Thank you for doing this, as always. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you, Capper. Yeah, I look forward to it. I'll be home Saturday night and be ready to rock and roll with you next week. Thanks, Cap. Enjoy. Take care. By the way, 87 and sunny right now. (laughs) Thanks. Snowing sideways here in downtown Des Moines. See you, buddy. (laughs) Thank you, pal. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors our buddy David Kaplan. We'll come back. Trent's plays of the day coming up. Uh, Circus Sports sponsors it. It's a quarter before one. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. See official rules for details. Do you remember the last off-homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. (coughs) That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament is right around the corner. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. 
right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Welcome back, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, that momentarily, Prairie Meadows, uh, Des Moines Register reporting the Prairie Meadows net revenues 2022 $256 million. That's in revenue. That's revenue. That is net revenue. <laughs> $256 million. You know, that casino business isn't too bad, is it? Yeah, good for them, man. Good for, well done, Gary Palmer and your team over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Wells Fargo should be the Prairie Meadows, Wells Fargo, but um, that's where all that money went. And I guess they're, they're uh, earmarking a bunch of those profits uh, for the, uh, a new terminal at uh, Des Moines International. Anyways, let's get to Circus Sports. Yes. Let's your get place it. of the day. Before we do, how'd you do yesterday? Three and four. Okay. Just shy. Right? couple of things to yell at, a couple of bad shooting. It's going to happen. We're bouncing back. We got seven more games. In fact, the first one starts here momentarily. I'm taking St. Francis against St. Francis. Tips off. We can't lose. Right. We're we're going to go with the St. Francis, though, of Pennsylvania. Not the Brooklyn one, not New York. St. Francis, it's a one-point spread. Something stinks about this line. More than anything, I read an article about it this morning in one of my gambling spots, and they said this is a stinky line that some people are looking at that are wow. considered professional. So we're going to jump aboard with that one. St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Get that one right. Let's go to some games that really matter. Let's start in the Big Ten. 5.30 tip-off. Love it. I know where you're going to be. Absolutely. It is Purdue at Maryland. Wrong team's favored. It's going to be three out of four L's you for really Purdue. You think so? Grab Maryland. We talked about them. The metrics love this Terrapin yeah. team here as of late. They didn't look good against Iowa. They look good against everybody else, though. I'm going to take the Terps plus the one and a half. Let's stay in the Big Ten with Iowa. Laying seven currently at Circa. We're going to lay it with them. Bounce back factor here. I think they cruise against this Buckeye team. They're dead. You got to knock out below. You got to do it, though, mm-hmm. right? Yep. In fact, go back to that game in Columbus. I was up 9-2 right away, had a couple of opportunities to really get them on their heels, didn't do it, and we saw, of course, what happened in the second half. Iowa, we're going to lay the 7. few other games. First place in the line in the A-Sun. I know you're going to be locked into ESPN Plus for this one. As Liberty goes to Kennesaw State, take Kennesaw State. They fire threes up. I mean, they average something like 24 three-pointers a game. They will get it done, plus 6.5, the number there. In the Summit League, North Dakota State, minus 1.5 at the Kangaroos of UMKC. Moorhead State, give me the Kenneth Fareeds, minus 4.5 here. And Northern Colorado in the big sky, minus 1.5 in beautiful Moscow, Idaho. All right. If you uh, didn't write all those down, you can find Trent's plays on the Action Network. That's going to do it for us. We sure appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. Trent and I uh, have this these airwaves every Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. Murph and Nandy are coming up next. Then the KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean. They take you home 3 to 6. Plenty of opportunities for the $1,000 slam dunk. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you tuning in to Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Oh.